Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach, also known as the Food Dude. Chef Pantone has been serving up amazing meals and desserts at some of the finest hotels and restaurants in New York City, Miami, and Palm Beach for most of his life. Now let's head into the kitchen with What's Cooking Palm Beach, presented by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology, sponsored in part by Duffy's Sports Grill. Welcome to another What's Cooking Palm Beach here on News Radio 1290 WJNO. I'm Joel Malkin here with the Dean of Lincoln Culinary Institute. That would be David Pantone, the chef with the uh, chef's, uh, what do you call that, chef's jacket, right? That's my chef's jacket. It is. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the kitchen. You know, something smells fishy. Good. That's fish. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. To me, it smells like the ocean. It's all right. a beautiful smell. There. We're going to get to all of that, uh, what's going on on today's menu. But uh, first, uh, tell us about this show, What's Cooking Palm Beach. I'm telling you what, food, glorious food. That's all we talk about. That's what we live about. Cooking, eating, healthy eating, food in the news, food events, superfoods, food lessons, everything food, technique. All about the education about food and a lot of fun, too. Yes, we're going to have some fun today, especially for folks who are uh, into seafood. So let's let's get to the menu. What's on the appetizer? On today's menu, we're going to start out with our superfood of the day. Our guest will spin the big wheel. We'll see what it comes up with, and we'll find out why it's a superfood. Our main course of the day, right, Chef Pantone's daily special, fresh seafood from Florida, fresh Florida seafood. Right, We are so blessed to have the best seafood in the world right here, so local. Uh, and our guest is an expert on that. He's Mr. John Sullivan. Going to do a lot of talking with John. He's from Guanabana's Restaurant in Jupiter. And he has a tie to you, in fact. He's one of my graduates, of course. Yes. One of my best. And when I met him, I said uh, condolences. <laughs> <laughs> See, these guys go to school and they do well in everything. And what they, don't, what they get or they don't get is we're so proud of them. Right, hate to sound sappy, mm. but I'm just so proud of what you've done with yourself and your success. We'll get in there. Don't make me sound like an old sap here. We have a great question from a listener that uh, sent it on an email. That one is, uh, are bananas really radioactive? How All cool right. is that? All right. We're the science That's, food show, too. Never heard of that, but okay. And then, uh, then there's dessert. And for the dessert course, we have a multiple flight of dessert courses this week. We've got food in the news. We've got all kind of activities going on in the area, food uh, information from Lincoln Culinary Institute. Tons of good stuff today. All right, let's uh, let's get started. You know, we're going to go to the superfoods, but before we do that, of course, we uh, we we must meet our guest, and that is John Sullivan, the uh, what is your title, general manager officially and vice president of Guanabana's Restaurant in Jupiter. Yeah, how you doing? Give him a give him a applause. Give him the bell. Right. He needs the bell too. There you go. <laughs> there's a there's a bell in this kitchen for some reason. There are other shows that are done in the studio, which we use as a kitchen here for what's cooking Palm Beach, and one of these shows uses a bell. Yeah. Yeah. I guess as and this is what we used reason, to use so. in the diner in the kitchens in the That's old it. days. So it's perfect. Pick up, pick up the, table six. Order up, order, order up. up. Yeah, yeah. Mel's so. diner, right? Come yeah, on. that's right. I'd right. like a bell. There you go, Alice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> French toast up. All right. Uh, so yeah, Mel, welcome aboard. Thanks so much. Uh, and uh, we are happy to have you here. And Guanabana's. How long have you guys been around? Uh, we've been open just over six years. It seems like it would be longer than that because the name is very recognizable. Yeah, we actually started back in 2004 um, with a, another group of investors uh, that had a the kayak shop that was there. 
And then they started doing lunches and kind of expanded from there. So it was a kayak shop to begin it's, with. That's where food related. No, thing. no, they that's where it food. started, right? So they started How making restaurants sandwiches. Restaurants started out as kayak shops. Not, that's not really. awesome. I love that. Now, did did uh, now? Do you still have the kayaks there or no? We actually have stand up paddleboarding now. Obviously, the in the you know the way things progress, kayaking has given way to stand up paddleboarding, and so we work closely and partner with Blue Line Surf and Paddle Company. Right, and they are. You know, I mean, they're just the leaders in the stand-up paddle world, which is if you're up in Jupiter and you're on the water, you see all these people on these big paddle boards, yeah, you know, floating around. Braver, getting, braver people than right? me. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a core part of what our concept is, which is why we, you know, we really we love having that where you can sit along the water and you can see the paddle boarders going by. Just an amazing and, place if you, know, you haven't been there. you got to go. Where is Guanabanas? Uh, we are on A1A in Jupiter, uh, just north of Indian Town Road. And right, what we call the inlet uh, district, the, yeah, in the village district. You're right near my friends with uh, Grand Slam uh, uh, tackle. Yep, not far yeah, from there. Right. Yeah, yep. I do a lot of work with them when they do their shows at uh, Abacoa, right. so seafood shows yeah, and whatnot. It's a tropical paradise. It's like Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I just love the place. Yeah, we call it the Guanabana's Crawl. You don't, you can't really see us. Our sign's not very big, but you know where we are because all the cars are slowed down and they can't figure out <laughs> why so many people are, are running across the street. But does everybody know your name? <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> they don't know how to say it. They don't know how to say it right. right. But we gringo right. it Cheers. out, so there, it works. There it is. There it is. And Guanabanas, I was talking to you about this uh, last week, Chef, because we were talking about uh, John coming on the show. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned that I was in uh, one of those, uh, what's this, a store called Food Town, where they have a lot of the uh, uh, foods from other countries and right, whatnot. Right, right. And I said, I saw something called a Guanabana something. A Guanabana. The, and, and you said, yeah, that's a fruit. I said, oh, it shows you what I know. So right. It's a, it's a, we'll talk more about your, sure, about yeah, your restaurant. Yeah. And uh, Now, you see this big prize wheel, right? It's, well, it's not really a prize wheel, but it's a, a wheel of uh, superfoods, correct? Gotcha. Good, because you're going to be, and you're a nice, strong, uh, strong man. So you're going to be uh, spinning that in a minute. But we're going to talk about uh, what superfoods are first uh, with Chef David Pantone. Fantastic superfoods are a bunch of foods that are supposed to be super for you, super nutritious. So if you look on the internet, there's all these different lists, and everybody's got a list of superfoods. So Chef Pantone has his own list of superfoods. To make it onto my list of superfood, there needs to be three criteria that are met. And the first and most important is the item needs to be nutrient-dense, right? So calorie for calorie, ounce for ounce, it's jam-packed full of goodness, healthiness, nutritionist, high in vitamins, fiber, minerals, phytonutrients, uh, omega-3 fatty acids, proteins, whatever it is, it's got to be jam-packed with it. So as opposed to a slice of white bread... That has maybe a number two on the superfood scale. What about uh, cashews with salt that I'm eating right now? You know what? Pretty darn good. I'll tell you what. I think cashews are in the 400 neighborhood. Probably better for you before they pour all the salt on. Yeah, it's still not so terrible. It, mostly there's no chemicals in there. They're jam-packed for, for yeah. what they are. Yep. So in the nut world, pretty darn good. But we haven't spun the wheel yet. So nutrient-dense is number one. Number two and three, available and affordable, Right. On my list, you have to be able to go to your local grocery store and buy this stuff. You have to be able to afford this stuff. I send you across the country, across the world, searching for some crazy little nut from some country. That's, I'm just giving you useless information. 
Okay, uh, nutrient-dense, affordable, and available. All right, so we've got the big uh, wheel up here, Wheel of Superfoods. Um, uh, chef, we're going to let uh, we're going to let John spin it this time, right? So, why don't we have a guest a in here? Yeah. Sounds good. Is this like Price or Right? It's got to go around once, at least yes, one full yes. rotation. Gotcha, Thank gotcha. you for being an yep. avid listener. Yep. <laughs> Let's yep. let it roll. All right. Clams! All what right. a perfect shot. It was right between kale and collard greens, and it ended up on clams. You know, it's really kind of cool because on our list of superfoods, there are very few protein-based, animal-based uh, items. Generally, we're all plant-based. That's where you get all so many types of vitamins and everything. Very few of our run-of-the-meal proteins. Uh, I hate to say run-of-the-meal and clams in the same sentence, but very few of the the animal-based are so nutrient-dense that we're looking for. And clams just happen to be one of those. They are an amazing little powerhouse. Let's check it out. Why clams hit the superfood list. Very low in bad fat, high in good fat. Who doesn't love to no, hear that? When you're talking about bad fat, good fat, I mean, like going back to the cashews, that's good fat. Because there is fat. There's a decent amount of fat in there, but it's it's the quote-unquote good fat. Let's go with that. Yep. And guess I hate to get so sidetracked, but you say such great things sometimes. The fat that we're talking about, your body needs fat. Ta-da, period. Your body needs fat. Your body needs so many calories and uh, it loves fat. It doesn't need excessive fat. It doesn't need so many saturated fats. But your brain loves to burn the fat into into uh, energy that makes your brain work. So fat's not bad. We have this obsession against fat. So it's uh, clams are rich in iron. Clams are rich in omega fatty acids. So that's one of those good fats we talked about. Only two grams of fat to a, li- a little bit more than a hundred calories of uh, of your clams. So three ounces of clams, that's pretty good. Uh, they have a little bit of cholesterol, but it's it's minimal. Minimal. It's you know it's worth it. Very lean protein, high in vitamin C, and most importantly, why they really hit the scale is B12. B12. More and more research every day how B12 is great for your nervous system. It's uh, for your spinal cord, for your brain, for your nerves, health, and that's really really keeps us moving, huh? Um, Good for your hands and feet, anxiety, balance, uh, helps you in your balances, and fight depression. Okay, again, we're not the doctor show, right? It sounds like a doctor there for a minute. We're the chef show. But the chefs, in my world, the chef should tell you what's good for you and what's bad for you, kind of like your doctor does. Uh, Sometimes your doctors don't always do that. They tell you take some more pills and everything is good. I'd rather eat great, tasty food than eat very not tasty pills. How about that? (laughs) John, you know anything about clams? Absolutely. I know a thing or two. I think he brought some clams. Yeah, well, I actually he? have some clams today. What kind of clams did you bring today? Uh, we, Is it too early to start eating? <laughs> Not at all. It's, <laughs> it's never, never too early. Too early. Oh, it's 1 o'clock. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. Had a good breakfast and lunch already. Time for the third meal of the day. Right. We brought uh, some middle neck clams that yeah. we get from the Pine Island area over on the Gulf Coast. Um, they are a what would be considered a a standard um, you know, kind of a, an industry standard clam obviously uh, Chef Pantone you are aware of our Sunray Venus clams oh my gosh I love your Sunray Venus clams yep and so we, we haven't had those in a little bit they've um, they've been kind of I don't want to say non-existent but they they haven't been harvesting that well so you know, like anything else, you kind of let the uh, let the underwater farmers figure it out, and then we'll, you know we'll pick them back up when they come back around. But it's good, how you said that. We always have to keep in mind this is food, this is living, this is yeah. growing. 
And sometimes they don't have good days. And sometimes <laughs> they don't it. have good seasons. And sometimes it's too hot outside or too much rain or whatever it is. All of this affects these clams. We're so used to going to buy something, and we get so disappointed if it's not available at the, at the grocery store. What are those people doing? Where's my clams or where's my broccoli, whatever? It's so in tune to nature right. that it has to change. Like you have to change it on your, uh, right. on your menu too. We're actually currently right now, uh, the state of Florida is going through a shortage of blue crab. And so we keep having a, we keep running out of crab meat for our crab cakes and just blue crabs in general. And you'd be surprised how upset people get. And when you try to explain to them, like, look, I don't grow these. I can't. I can only try to source them as the best it's I can. God you know? and right. Mother Nature right. and the fishermen and right. all of that. And then by the time it gets to you, right. All right. So we've got these clams. Where'd you say these particular clams are from? Uh, we source our clams from over in the Pine Island area, which is by Fort Myers, um, Captiva. So they, so they grab them out of the waters there. Yep, they've got uh, some uh, some underwater farming over there. They've got some underwater acreage that that is uh, it's a real sandy bottom. It's a real nice area. It's about six to eight feet deep and a long stretch. And a lot there's you know probably a, a handful of guys out there that have this acreage that work with the state of Florida as well, um, environmentally speaking, and you know it, it, for lack of a better term they farm raise them but they farm raise them in open water, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's incredible I've actually gone out there myself personally I've gone on the boat and I've helped harvest the clams myself and it's a, an incredible experience to watch what these guys go through. And to hear what they go through, you know, they talk about they'll be underwater harvesting these clams and manatees will just come up and, and just roll on their backs and, you know. and they're, they're, That's fresh from yeah, Florida. That's, that's what we're it, talking about you today. Know? And so it's really, fresh you know. Fresh and alive. It's great to participate in that, you know. So how about when we purchase clams? What are we looking for? We as the consumer. It might be the same as what you're looking for too. Uh, you know, a lot of that depends on what you're looking to do with them. Um, so size is the first thing I look for. The other mm-hmm. thing too that I would say is always make sure they're closed. You know, and uh, they have this new thing out there now, these uh, gold band shellfish, which have been pasteurized and are safe, and they have to put a rubber band on them to keep them closed. Mm. And so one of the things that we talk about is we always look for, I want fresh, I want that nice ocean smell. Obviously, if you're not a seafood fan, it may smell a a hair like the ocean, uh, but you don't (laughs) want that low tide smell. You don't want that fishy smell. Well, let me ask you real quick. Go back to the close. What does it mean if they're not closed when you find them? We're talking about live clams when you when you grab them out of the water. Obviously, the ones that uh, Chef has already started eating. By the way, in case you heard <laughs> the uh, noise in the background, uh, these are these are not live anymore because you're cooking them. But uh, the live ones, what what happens if they're open? Why is that uh, a problem? When they, when they start to die, they it, the there's an abductor muscle in there that keeps the shell closed, and as they start to die, it's Kind of think about your muscles. If you have a clenched fist and you're saying clench the whole time to protect your fist, oh, then all go. of a sudden you die, your your muscles die too. So the clam opens. So the clam the starts to open. Right. So you, you want a live clam. What's the, What would be the problem? In, I mean, they're going to be dead before you eat them anyway. What's the? And I don't mean to sound yeah. stupid. I don't eat clams. So I'm, I'm curious. That's, hey, how, this is the education show. What right. is the issue with a dead clam? Uh, the toxins that begin to build up. So in fish, they call it belly burn. You know, uh, clams also have a little belly. In that, as they start to the proteins start to deteriorate and all the other things that are in there start to deteriorate, they produce toxins, which can get you not feeling so great. You know, and so that doesn't so, happen when you when you cook them, though. No, no, no. When you cook them, the the idea being that's why they open up so beautifully, and you can see the clam yeah. on the inside, and that's that's what causes that to happen when you cook them. Now they're, you know, if you start with a nice live clam, 
when it pops open when you cook it that's you know it keeps all the the liquid inside it keeps all the you know the, yeah. the proteins intact it comes to your home or comes to your restaurant and it's already dead and open you don't know if it died a minute ago right two days ago a week ago so these were alive a little while ago and John killed them for us. I mean, and, those, now those, in, and now they're in Chef's stomach. Those actually showed up <laughs> on a on a van this morning, and I had my guys uh, cook them up right away yeah. on my way here. So awesome. I swung by the swung by the restaurant. I need an order of clams. Let's go. Hang up. A little, little more. So a little yeah, more yeah, about yeah. the uh, storage and, and and handling of the of the clams here. You were um, talking about the mild odor, similar to the ocean. You don't want to go overboard with that, uh, but you do want some some smell there. Um, they should be free of cracks. Absolutely. So a lot of that is just the handling. Um, if there's a crack in the shell, it will you won't be able to notice when it's dead because that's already let the tension go. Mm. So once there's a crack in the shell, where that abductor muscle is may not be necessarily where the crack is. So it's just hard to tell. It's you want a nice, nice clean shell, a nice clean clam, yeah. closed, Basically, sealed. Basically, all of these tips are about so it's healthy mm-hmm. the moment before you. It hits the skillet right. or the grill or whatever. And then within seconds, it's not so healthy anymore. Right. But delicious. Right. Now, this is kind of creepy. Um, you have here, they will remain alive for up to seven days in the fridge when stored at a constant 41 degrees Fahrenheit in a container with the lid slightly open. Am I alone here and thinking that's kind of creepy that you have live creatures in the in the fridge for a week? Better than dead creatures. Absolutely, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, they don't move, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> they don't they're, not, they're not, they're not sticking. I'm not going to put them on the right. second if shelf and they'll be on the first shelf. The door open a little bit late <laughs> they'll be, at night. They'll be walking out there fighting with the dog right. or anything. Yeah, they're not like crawfish, you know. <laughs> or lobsters. Right. Yeah, maybe a lobster's going to visit you <laughs> if you leave the door open. And where does that saying come from, quiet as a clam? Isn't that stupid? Of course when they're I, quiet. <laughs> and happy as a clam. That's right. it. They look happy. They're smiling. Are right. they quiet when you cook them? <laughs> They are. They, yeah, there's no squealing. What is it that makes it the, the lobster? Is it one of those makes like a squeal when you cook it, right? It that would be the the lobster as the uh, as it begins to boil, it makes a sound. It's not really the screaming of the lobster. It's the sound of the shell. It's the sound of the yeah the air yeah the air coming through the shell. And people always think it's screaming. You know, the heat expands the moisture inside and it whistles. It's a whistle like right. a steam whistle. Right. Does that make um, it any nicer? So you want to drain the excess liquid. Daily, if you're if you're storing it before cooking, absolutely. Uh, and uh, you should never place them directly on ice. Why is that? Again, that kills it, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea being that ice is about thirty-two degrees or colder. Um, it, it, at that forty-one, thirty-eight to forty-one degrees is ideal because they can they can tolerate it. They probably don't like it, but yeah. they can tolerate it, and it doesn't kill them. Anything colder than that kills them. Yeah, I think they kind of go dormant. Mm-hmm. They're nice and quiet there. Nothing, nothing's mm-hmm. going on. And don't immerse them in water for storage purposes. Right, same thing. You know, most you know this is a saltwater this is a saltwater animal. So you're putting a saltwater animal into a freshwater environment. It's not going to last very long. All right, we've got uh, John Sullivan here from Guanabana's uh, in Jupiter, and uh, we're talking Florida fresh seafood with Chef David Pantone, the dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm, 45th west of 95. We're going to talk more about clams and talk more about Guanabana's and John and uh, find out their story, and we're going to do all of that coming up right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Training in skilled trades like HVAC prepares you for careers that build America. Start now at Lincoln College of Technology 
technology at their West Palm Beach campus, you can gain technical skills and practical knowledge in refrigeration fundamentals, residential climate control, basic electricity, and more. Visit LincolnEDU.com for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. Lincoln College of Technology, for careers that build America. Visit LincolnEDU.com today. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on WJNO. Joel Malkin with Chef David Pantone, the Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute, and John Sullivan from Guanabana's Restaurant in Jupiter. Um, and we're going to talk more about your restaurant in a bit. Let's talk about cooking clams. Right. So we're still on the superfood section of the program. And I told you about the vitamin C and the B12 and everything. But the most important part is they're delicious. So let's start with uh, John. I think we ate all of your clams here. Thank you very much. It was a nice little snack. <laughs> Tell us how you prepare your clams up there at Guanabana's. Oh, there was one left, and he's uh, getting right, it one left, one left. Now, wait, let me ask you real quick. What are you dipping it in? Is that a butter sauce? That's just a little bit of garlic butter. Okay, all right. So all right. the the idea being that when you if you source a better product, you don't really need to do a whole lot to it. So our idea is to keep it simple, right? <laughs> That's it. That's like words to live by. Right? Thank you. So, you know, when you when you start with good stuff, you'll end up with good stuff. So the thought being that all we do is we simply steam them in our steamer and serve them with a side of garlic butter and some lemons. So really, it, it's a very basic preparation, but um, we move through so many thousands of clams because of that, because they're just a good quality clam. Yeah. Chef's upset because you skimped on the lemons today. Uh, yeah, I'm here. There's no lemons in this. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But see, you didn't even need them, though. You didn't even need them. That's how <laughs> no. good they are. Look, oh, one more. He found another more. piece. You, you, you ate almost that whole thing, I, John. What did you eat? One? Yeah, I think so. Maybe two. <laughs> and there's like what about a dozen? There's about a dozen mm, claims. Hey, they're good. They're well, good. how do you serve them? How many do you serve them as? We serve them by the dozen. Okay. Uh, we also serve them during our happy hour at half off. Okay. And. They go, I mean, you can't keep them in house. When's half hour, over, uh, happy hour over there? <laughs> happy hour is uh, three to six every day. Okay. Um, you know, seven days a week, which is, uh, this That's is huge, actually probably one of our best sellers. you won't see many happy hours on like a Saturday, right. you know, yep. out and about. Uh, now, uh, Chef, you could also grill clams. Sure. Do you, you guys always steam them, right? We always steam them. Once in a while, we'll run specials when yeah. uh, when Chef Vinny wants to get a little creative Chef and get Vinny. a little crazy. Yeah. We'll, we'll do graduate. different things. I'm a little overboard with this. I'm sorry. I'm a little bell happy <laughs> today. Right. But Vinny's awesome. He's a never two-beller. Vinny's a so two-beller. So Vinny went to, uh, went to Lincoln Culinary did. as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. How many cooks do you have up there? Uh, right now, from the school? No, just all together. Oh, God. All like together. 80 or so. I, I think we're running around the 60 mark right These now. You guys are amazing. So you don't agree with the term "too many chefs in the kitchen"? <laughs> Not at all. But you got you got to <laughs> have one chief. Chef. You got to have one chief. <laughs> one, yeah, one chef, and then the and then the cook. See, as we we talked about that. As an outsider from this kind of business, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the difference between a cook and a chef. Yeah, and yeah, a, yeah. You have the line cooks and all that. If Vinny was here, you would know the difference. Right. <laughs> My brother's he's dabbled in, in this type of stuff, but uh, he's been a line cook and whatnot, but never a, never a chef, never a sous chef. Sure, you can throw them right on the grill. Their mm. natural moisture inside gets the heat from the grill. They'll pop right open. The grill, you want to make sure that all the beautiful juices don't end up in the grill, you know, down in there with a the fire because, boy, the juices taste so good. And... Uh, Really, really simple. You can do it in the oven. Last week I made some clam chowder, and I just cranked the oven up to 450 degrees, threw them in there for a couple minutes. They popped open. I had all the juice. I had all the clams. Life Mm -hmm. was pretty good. 
uh, roast them. You can do a lot of different things. I have a couple recipes on the website. Yes, you have. Let's go over those real quick. Uh, you have uh, beer steamed clams, and that that should get somebody's attention. You're using a 12 ounce bottle of pale lager. That I think think that uh, blends very well with the flavor of the clams. And some lemon halves. That sounds like a. That just sounds like a South Florida dish right there. There yeah. you go. Yeah, it sounds nothing. like perfect. You, you have that relax out by the patio. Put a little bit of the beer the in with the clams. The you rest know, you do whatever playing, you like with it. Playing right? some Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> you're just relaxing. Uh, linguine and clams with almonds and herbs. Come on, that's a classic Italian dish. Fresh, beautiful clams. Fresh linguine. The almonds add a little extra crunch to it. Herbs add a freshness to it. When I make my clam chowder, the other recipe I have there is clam and cod chowder. I just love some fish in my clam chowder. So it's a, not exactly clam chowder, but it's a cod fish and a clam chowder. Flavors blend together very, very well. Some thyme in there, some leeks, uh, lots of butter, Yukon gold potatoes, some fish stock. You can either buy clam juice or uh, make your own fish stock. Depends on what you have. Beautiful little neck clam, some nice, fresh codfish. Life's pretty good. That's right. not a South Florida thing. That's a <laughs> Northeast kind of thing. So clams, once again, our superfood this week on What's Cooking Palm Beach. And uh, uh, once again, if you're just tuning in, clams have a 422 on the superfood list of uh, That's pretty zero high. to 1,000. But you'll never hear one featured. There's none on the wheel that uh, have a zero. Oh, they wouldn't make my list. Yeah. Um, one day we're going to have to do cashews. I'll do cashews. Well, I mean, we'll see if somebody spins the wheel and ends up on cashews. All right. Well, we'll have to do a nut show because we're nuts anyway. Uh, John Sullivan, great to have you here. We're going to talk more about Guanabanas now um, with the Chef's Daily Special, which is, of course, Florida Fresh Seafood. Florida Fresh Seafood, when I think about that, uh, I get inspired. And the first place, first restaurant I think about is John at Guanabanas, John and Vinny and the gang up there. Just because they do it so right. They're so dedicated to it. They're not like a place that says, oh, yeah, yeah, let's jump on this bandwagon today. We're, we'll serve fresh Florida seafood. These guys live it and breathe it every day. Uh, and I don't want to take too much away from John. I want him to tell you about it. But there you go, and they deal with the farmers. He was telling us he's out on the boat clamming with these guys. They oh, yeah. really, really like to get into it. I'm just so impressed. So clamming, they like take a net and just kind of skim them out? No, they actually they start them in they start them on land in these like uh, aquarium things uh, things yeah. right, and they <laughs> they start off as what looks like about the size of a uh, little a little bit bigger than a grain of sand is how they start and they've got thousands wow. of millions of them you know and as they grow they transfer them from one tank to the next tank and the next tank to the next tank and then from once they get to a certain size then they put them in these nets these like uh, bags like netted bags. And they go and they go and bury those, half the bag in the sand, the other half the bag on top, so the clams can naturally bury themselves, so they can filter the food out. And the, the bag is, you know, the clams don't even know they're in a bag. You know, the mm-hmm. bag just is protection, so that way the other animals, the predator animals, don't come and eat them. And then actually they, when we went out and were going over the Sunray Venus clams, they actually have to put another bag, another net over that. To protect them against because, me. Right, <laughs> because <laughs> The animals love those things so much that they were eating through the bags. The, <laughs> the stingrays and the and the eagle rays were just going crazy for those things. Sunray so, Venus clam. Yeah. Yeah, Google it. If you're at home, Google it. Yeah, Amazing. Google that one. Um, now, let's talk a little more about you, John, uh, specifically. I know you're a former student, uh, and, and I guess uh, uh, Vinny and uh, probably some other folks over there at yep. Guanabanas. Um, you, how long ago, when did you graduate from Lincoln Culinary Institute? Uh, 2001. 
Okay, so That's we're looking year. at 14 years ago, a little less than 14 years ago, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, now you, you know, are for all intents and purposes, you own, a, you know, one of the most well-known seafood restaurants in Palm Beach County. Safe to say, I know you're modest, but I'm just saying. I mean, you <laughs> Safe know, to say. mom and pops. I will endorse. I'll answer that question, yes. Yeah. So um, uh, what do you attribute that to? Uh, with regards to the school, the stuff you learned. I mean, if you don't mind, let's just I'm focus. Okay a, with that. Let's focus a, a minute or two on on Lincoln Culinary. I'm well, I, you know, I th- I think when you when you look at what we've been able to do at Guanabanas, our you know my partners and the and the group of investors that we have, we built a team that they trust. When we kind of said, "Look, this is what we want to do. This is where you know this is what we think this should do." They were on board, and what the culinary school gave us is it gave us the ability to uh, to research and kind of the idea that there are more options out there on the table, you know. And we kind of pulled this group together when when we first opened. We had I think seven or eight graduates. Mm-hmm. Almost all of my sous chefs were graduates. My executive chef is a graduate. I'm a graduate. My bar manager at the time was a graduate, and. And we all had that same kind of thinking. It was a. But um, so you were all friends. You'd all gone to the school together, or around uh, the same time. I one of the, my bar managers at the time. He and I went through school together. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one of my sous chefs and my executive chef. They went to school together, and a couple of the other guys had gone to school together. So it was like we had different eras kind of go through, but we all had a, a I guess a, a dedication to doing it the right way. We all had that same common bond of understanding that if you start with good product, you'll end with good product. So let's focus on that. We are a casual restaurant. We are an outdoor, for lack of a better term, a tiki bar. But there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to get high-quality seafood within the state of Florida. And I and I believe that all of us kind of believed in that. You know, And, and it really was. A lot of this was one big – uh, you know, obviously, my ego would like to you know stand up and scream, "I did it!" But you know, at the, you know, at the end of the day, it was a big group effort, and it, the whole thing from the start of Guanabana's back in 2004 to where it is now has grown so organically, and and the food side of that and the menu side of that has grown organically, and a lot of you know, one of our main focuses has been to stick with the integrity of what we say. In that, when we talk about f- you know fresh from Florida seafood, we mean it. And and we can show it, and we can prove it, and we can follow through with it. And the guys that came from the school, they preached that, which is why I really think when we started, we got a lot of the kids from the school because we had that bond right away. Oh, what chef do you have for this course? What? Oh, who's your intro guy? You know. And then all of a sudden, they start to hear about what we're doing, and this is what they t- this is what they talk about in school. And you know, sure, you can go when you get out of school, you can go work for a corporate place, and you can kind of work that. Or you can come work for guys like us, and, and it was one of those – this was like a gift that, you know, my partners really allowed us to do. You know, a lot of places don't let you do this. This is There's a set standard of how you're supposed to order things and buy things and, you know. You know, Chef, at, at uh, Lincoln Culinary Institute, you guys have Cafe Protégé, which the public is, is welcome to come and, and dine, um, and, and it's the students that are – uh, cooking and serving the food and, right, and whatnot, right. and uh, it sounds like it sounds like John basically opened up his own cafe protege, so to speak, because you got all and these you get former to do students it the right way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's it's great to see some of these guys. You know, we've had kids come in there that were intro students that couldn't tell you what a sixth pan was. 
You know, I, I couldn't. I right. have no clue what you. <laughs> but just in said. our business, you should know that. You know, but now these guys are, and they've worked with us for four or five years now. They've now graduated. Now they've, you know, and they're still with us. And I think a lot of that attests to the fact that they believe what we believe. I think and on they, one, you know, more than one occasion, I've heard you quote Chef August Carrero. Absolutely. He, what's that quote that you, that I've heard? Was he say? one of the teachers? One of the something instructors? about chasing something. Yep, one of my great instructors. Yep, he was. He was a huge influence on me. And one of the things that was, I had just graduated and I was, you know, I was, I was kind of struggling at the time to figure out where I was going to go, what I was going to do. And it was, you know, I was making 10 bucks an hour here and I was like, I can go work here for 1050, you know, <laughs> and well, I don't know if I want to do that. And what he told me was don't chase the dollar, you know, it, it, learn, chase, chase the knowledge, learn more, stay where you can learn. If you can still learn, then don't leave. If you've learned everything you can learn, then move on. The money will come later. And, and the money will come. And, and it's one of those things, and I'm getting chills just talking about it. It has That has paid off It was the tenfold. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, you know, I teach at the uh, the broadcasting school, and it's the same, it's the same message. You mm-hmm. know, it's, you, yeah. you, know this, uh, you know, you you may be working a job now, but if you want a career, sometimes you have to make that sacrifice right. and, and, and uh, really gain as much knowledge and learn as much as you can and, and from the best people that you can. Right. So, sounds like you've got that going on there. Uh, was that what when you went to the school when you first had you had a career previous? Were you doing something different? You look like a pretty young guy, so it probably was sure. pretty close out of high school, right? Yeah, I'd uh, I'd actually started as a dishwasher, working in a little pizza joint. That's Can I tell you something? Started. There was a place called Chuck Steakhouse when I was about fifteen years old in Tampa, and a friend of mine got me in there, and it was like my first or second job. I lasted two nights as a dishwasher. <laughs> I could not keep up. They didn't give me a break because the dishes were piling up. All I had to do was put the stuff in this big thing. But this was a big steak restaurant on a Saturday yeah, night. Sure. The next day, I'm like, I ain't going in. Right. <laughs> and I fell in love with that whole scene. Absolutely. <laughs> it was loud. It was crazy. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so you, but you always wanted to, uh, to, to be in the restaurant business. Yeah. Obviously, not when you were a dishwasher. wasn't what you had aimed for, clearly. I actually, you know, my my goal when I got to when I got to culinary school was I, I just wanted to be a chef. I just wanted to cook, you know, and I and I felt like I had some knowledge at that point. I was a dishwasher. I had worked my way through being a line cook up to being in that mm-hmm. position. And and I'm a firm believer. Once you're a line cook, you're always the line cook. You, yeah, you don't you don't change that mentality. That's a compliment. I'll be a good cook. <laughs> right. You know. And what I've learned now in my career after going through there, going through the school, the school gives you and exposes you to all these other options where you're like, huh, I didn't even know I could do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, what's been incredible is that in, in my career, I've, I've really tried to learn as much as I can from each place, from each position and each venue that I'm at. And it's, and it's actually really started there. It really, I made that transition. I was 19 when I started going to culinary school. So I was still young, right, and, and young by you know at that sure. time there were a lot of guys that were in their thirties and forties making career changes. Well, chef told and, me he's got know. a guy in his uh, or I don't know if it's a gal or a guy, but in their sixties exactly, right now, exactly, yeah, right, all different, yeah. all different ages. You know, and so you know it was really um, the, the school gave me that direction, and it was you know guys like Chef Carrero yeah. and you know Chef Bernie and some and some of the guys that have been there for a long time that you know if if you put in a, a little bit of effort. Just a little bit, 
you get back tenfold. And I kind of I, I felt that, so I was like, so I'm gonna put in more and put, put in, in more, more and right. put in more. Right. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't leave. You know, I was I was there doing anything I could yeah, just so to participate. So we teach you how to cook and how to taste wine and all those technical skills. But the hidden curriculum is becoming like a lifelong learner, mm-hmm. getting habits to you can't stop learning. You're addicted to it. You do it all the time. Right. That's it. Hey, by the way, if you want to find out more uh, about the Lincoln Culinary Institute, you can go to chefpantone.com. Of course, you can email him, what's cooking at chefpantone.com. We'll take an email before the show is over. Um, and um, also, 1 800 Top Chef. You had it first. We I had always like it to first. say that. Yeah, nice. Top Chef before Here's the show. Call us for me. Yes. And I'll take you for a little tour around the school, show you mm-hmm. around. We're going to come right back to what's cooking Palm Beach. I want to talk more to John uh, John Sullivan from Guanabanas and Jupiter. Uh, and we'll find out more about Guanabanas itself and uh, you know all the great stuff it has to offer. And we'll find out what else he brought here in his bag of tricks that uh, Chef could dig into <laughs> and eat. Because I think he's still hungry. I'm always hungry. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Check out the all-new Duffy Sports Grill on Village Boulevard. Completely renovated with upgraded seating inside and out. And now over 90 huge True HD TVs to catch all the sports action. Check out Duffy's weekday lunch double play and enjoy a fast and tasty lunch starting at just $5.99. You pick two from a variety of savory soups, freshly prepared salads, or signature half sandwiches, all starting at just $5.99. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to check out the weekday lunch double play. Duffy'sMVP.com for a location near you. Welcome back. What's cooking Palm Beach on WJNO? Joel Malkin, Chef David Pantone, the Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm, 45th West of 95. John Sullivan here with Guanabanas in Jupiter. Uh, some of the greatest, greatest seafood you will taste. Uh, and, and Chef can, can attest to that because he's, he's eating that. Uh, clams. Pull that microphone over closer. He moved the microphone out of his way so he could eat. I didn't want you to hear me chomping That's on how the good F. this stuff is. What else do you have here? John, we've got uh, our crab cakes, which is because the uh, clams are gone. Outstanding, clams are long gone. Yeah. All right, all right. I ate all the clams. <laughs> you got the crab cakes, yep. and, which are amazing. Uh, and uh, and then uh, what are these balls? You have some balls. We've, here. we've got our shrimp and crab fritters. Oh, they're fritters. Okay. Yep. yep. So the crab cakes are unpasteurized blue crab from the same area that we get the clams. Different family, but right. same area. Um, so and they never hit a can. Nope, not at all. Never hit a can. They, no, they never crab hit a meat comes in a can. That's how it grows, uh, no? Yeah, okay, I got that yeah, wrong. No. Sorry. Uh, so, you know, our crab meat comes, they cook it once, they pick it, put it in a little tub, and ship it right over to us twice a week. And, you know, we we buy as much as they can provide for us. And we serve it as a, you know, traditional Louisiana crab cake um, with the remoulade, with a little spicy remoulade sauce. And Beautiful. Yep, and it's a you know the unpasteurized crab gives you a whole different flavor of the crab. It actually tastes like crab, you know. And then the shrimp and crab fritters that we have are just a uh, it's our take on a a conch fritter. We used to have conch fritters, but with the conflict and the controversy around conch, we got rid of the conch altogether. Wait, What's that controversy, ladies and gentlemen out there? When's the last time you heard conflict and, and what did you say? Controversy. Con- controversy. What's the, what's the controversy? What's something the that you like to eat at a bar food? Right. That's why this guy is so into it. That's why he's here today. Tell us about the controversy in the uh, conch world. So uh, I eat another crab cake. Right. Folks in the Keys must be up in arms because they they have a conch festival down there. Don't For they? sure. So the the U.S. has outlawed conch harvesting in the in our country in our waters for decades and around 2012 they were doing a study about whether or not it was an endangered species or it needed to be on the endangered species list and so the problem being that um, some governments are highly dependent on the income from the import or that their exportation of a conch 
and some of those are our friendly neighbors, which I'd like to enjoy their country, so I probably won't name them out. Sure. But, but so one of the things – Doesn't we, make them bad people. No, I no, no. I to no. go to the Bahamas when For I go sure. to 80, 18 different ways of conk. Right, right, right. And so, you know, one of the things that we thought was if it if this is a potential, um, you know, watch species and we really are dedicated to the sustainability uh, that we preach, then it's, you know, imperative that we make a decision and change. And I'm telling you, you would have thought that we were, you know, doing all <laughs> sorts of bad things the moment I took conch fritters off them and our wow, conch chowder. Crazy. Yeah, like we protesters on oh, the street. I mean, I got, was a march on I got chastised for wow. it, you know, and we tried to explain it like, hey, you know, this is just for us, this is a responsible thing that we need to do in order to maintain sustainable fisheries for the long term. Yeah, doing you know? the right thing is easy people, and chic yeah. when it's when it's easy right. and I, doing the right yeah. thing when it's not I, easy. That's I think really people comes. will survive without conch. Sure, Especially sure. you replace there is it with life this. After conch. Shrimp and shrimp and crab. Shrimp same and crab same and blue fritters. crab and the shrimp come from So uh, as they were Cape screaming a holler and you passed around <laughs> a tray this <laughs> like, oh okay anybody anybody who's ever been to the fair knows you fry anything it's going to be good. It is. Um all right so is all your seafood from Florida? 100 percent all right and maybe this, that's what the subject is today you know are the fresh, fresh florida seafood florida. and uh, you have here chef that florida ranks among the top 12 u.s states for fresh seafood production and not, that shouldn't be a surprise for anybody who's who lives here it shouldn't be sometimes our best seafood gets shipped up north though so john mm-hmm. is sometimes struggling probably right that was actually how we got started on this is I would show up in a big giant box truck with a pocket full of cash and, <laughs> and a couple of vats full of ice and try to buy as much fish as I could, and you end up going head to head with you know fishmongers from New England and from Canada and from Michigan. They want that, that same beautiful fresh um, yeah. oh, seafood, yeah. and they're going to pay higher. And they're going to pay a lot more than I am. You got so, a pocket full of cash, right? You know, so we worked out some great relationships with some local fishermen that you know now six years later it, it's it's paid off tenfold, you know, that we, we have a fresh supply of Florida fish coming to us nonstop, you know, and now I don't have to drive around in a truck. Most people ever come to the restaurant? Oh, you yeah. know how You know how you have a winemaker dinner and the winemaker comes from California or wherever? You should have the fisherman's dinner. We actually, you when, we, fir- when we first opened, we, yeah. did a, we did a VIP opening for the, uh, for the fishermen only, Pay, you know, open Love bar, it. paid all the food, <laughs> did all the stuff, and, you know, it was, uh, things got a little rowdy. You Perfect. <laughs> um, what is it about Florida that, that makes the fish? I mean, you, you, you'd think from an outsider's point of view, you know, the ocean is the ocean. And Atlantic Ocean, you know, we all share that same ocean, New England on down. So what what's the difference? Uh, I think water temperature has it. I think the, the temperature has a, uh, I guess, the, the species of fish are, are a lot more, uh, I guess it's a wider variety. You know, there is grouper. But grouper is a generalization of right. one species. There are many, many subspecies of grouper out there, you know, that most people don't even realize. Let's talk about some of the other uh, species you're going to find uh, in the Florida waters. Blue crabs. Blue crabs we talked about a moment ago. Yep. The clams, like the one in Chef's stomach right now. Uh, the <gasps> flounder, are on their way there anyway. <laughs> the uh, flounder. Uh, mac- holy mackerel. Oh, yeah. King and, uh, king and Spanish mackerel. Uh, mahi mahi. I was watching a, a movie. I think it was The House Bunny. And the girl uh, was uh, blonde, and and it was she was at the seafood restaurant, and she was on a date, and and she said, "If I'm not that hungry, can I just have the mahi? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> instead of the mahi mahi, <laughs> um, mullets, uh, oysters, um, 
shrimp, spiny lobster. Of course, there's there's a whole whole bunch of them. You can even get swordfish off our waters. Huh? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, sure. And as you go from up in the Jacksonville area down the coast, around the Keys, and up the other side through the Panhandle, you just have a whole array, a whole menu of different oh, yeah. fish that only grow in or only live in this area and only live in this area. So we have it all with the giant peninsula. Went uh, Charlotte Harbor on the west coast. Went uh, fishing with my brother a few years back uh, in his boat and. Uh, not much of a fisherman. All we kept catching were these dirty-looking catfish, and he kept throwing them back saying, you don't want to eat those. You don't want to eat those. I'm like, what are we here for? <laughs> mm, <laughs> right. I don't know. All right. Um, we're going to talk about uh, you know tips on uh, shopping for seafood in a minute. I, I, d- I do want to focus a little more on Guanabanas before we go forward. Uh, not just a great seafood restaurant. You know, we, we talked about the gourmet food and everything. and um, But you guys also well-known for uh, your live music. Absolutely. So this weekend is a big weekend for us. Um, we have a, a series of surf contests that we're doing. Um, tomorrow is our log jam surf contest, and tonight is a uh, pre-party for it. And in the event, we actually had a really big jam last night with the hip abduction, which was great. And then uh, tonight we've got um, another great live band. We also do happy hour music from 4 to 7. So really the idea being from Friday night, Saturday day, Saturday night, there's just, it's nonstop music. Um, we actually were in the news a, a few years well, back. The noise ordinance. Because of our music. on WJNO about that. Show. Right, right, right. And so and now we've set got. set the standard for, for, for what is now the ordinance for restaurants in Jupiter, right? Yep. It was a long, painful process. We went through it. We got through it. And now the, uh, the town of Jupiter and the Jupiter Inlet Village has, we've set the standard for what everybody should do so that way you know we can all enjoy live music and keep live music going strong and, and that's a it's a huge part of our concept and a huge part of our brand and you guys uh have, have gotten some bigger you know every so often a, a big big name that everybody knows will, will come in there you've had rob thomas from matchbox 20 playing there uh the fray i mean everybody knows these uh these groups so not just the reggae stuff you do have a lot of reggae artists though over there at Guanabanas. Sure. We, you know, it, it all, you it all changes. It yeah. You know, on Wednesday yeah. night, we do $2 bottles. And so on Wednesday night, it's uh, definitely a much younger crowd. So you'll probably hear some reggae on that night. Friday nights and Saturday nights, it changes. It varies. Um, uh, the, the guy who purchases the music for us and purchases the bands as they come through, our music buyer does a phenomenal job sourcing all these bands from all over the country. Um, and, and really kind of connecting the dots with, with these bands coming through, which is why we've been able to be on the forefront of the live music scene here. Now, on the other side of things, giving. Let's talk about Give Back Thursdays. What are you doing there? So on the first Thursday of every month, sometimes we do it twice a month, we partner with local charities, and we give them the stage. We also work with Mako Vodka, which is a local uh, Juno Beach company. And we all the, all the proceeds, all the sales from the Mako Vodka – go right to the charity. And so really our our thought was it, we're really busy. We've got a lot of people there. Let's give some of these charities and some of these good organizations in our town an opportunity to get in front of the people. And let, you know, at the very least, we give them the exposure and, and get their their name out there and get their – Their cause. Their right, their cause. That's their, the word I was what looking for. What inspires them and what motivates them. Right. That's yep. awesome. That's uh, I don't know if restaurants have always done that, but today's environment – we can't just be takers, right? right. We mm-hmm. need to give back. We are the community. We're not just a place you go and spend money. Mm-hmm. Uh, each of our guests from a restaurant, I think we've always talked about their charities that they give back and how they do that. That's expected in the business right now. Yeah. 
All right, good. I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks, right, down at the uh, Share Our Strength? Absolutely, every year. Every year. That's one of our favorites. Huge organization. Restaurants from all around town, all around the county will come. All the proceeds will go to help feed hungry children. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Yep. We'll talk more about that. All right. Let's uh, well, give us tell once again. You're on uh, A1A, just north of Indian Town Road, Guanabanas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where where can they find you online? Guanabanas.com. Spell it. G-U-A-N-A-B-A-N-A-S.com. You can almost also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I'm guessing if you misspell it in Google, it'll find it it'll for you. It'll say, right did up. you mean right. Guanabanas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm spelling Guanabananas and it's finding it. <laughs> Pretty close. Uh, we're going to come right back and uh, do just a few tips. Uh, we're running out of time for the show today, but uh, just a few uh, shopping for seafood tips. And that's right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. If that sound gets your motor running, it's time for a career with a little extra horsepower. Lincoln College of Technology is now enrolling for hands-on automotive technology training. Learn the skills that can help you launch an automotive career today. Visit LincolnEDU.com. Welcome back. What's Cooking Palm Beach on WJNO. Chef Pantone from Lincoln Culinary Institute. Uh, John Sullivan from Guanabanas. And uh, you can always go to whatscooking at chefpantone.com or email him there. We'll have an email in a minute uh, from a listener or just chefpantone.com for any of the recipes like the ones we mentioned earlier. Uh, or really find out anything about the uh, show you're listening to at previous shows as well, sure. right? Um, all right. So we've got some seafood how-to tips with the help of John Sullivan from uh, Guanabanas and Jupiter. Um, when you're shopping for seafood, uh, g- give me one of the biggest tips that you can think of right now. One of the biggest tips that I'm a huge um, proponent Believer. for sure. is domestic and wild caught. Those are two, and, nice. and that really is not necessarily a quality issue or quality indicator of it, but it's just a, a matter of principle. Yeah, and it's almost on the quality because the more local it is, right, mm-hmm. the, and hopefully it came out of the water recently sure, sure as opposed to being coming out of the water in canada or somewhere else and being shipped all the way down by that right. time it's already three four five six days old so often it has to do with the quality but not yep. all the time right. like you said yep. when you're buying whole fish i like to look in his eyes look at him right in the eyeballs and see what you see eyes should be nice and clear when the eyes are all foggy and and dusted over he's been dead a long time stay away uh, if you want to look in their gills what color gills you're looking for you want that nice bright red yeah. You know, any any of the browning that starts to happen means it's been out of the water yeah, for a while. Yeah, don't be afraid. Lift it up, look in the gills. How about that fishy smell? Ooh, I hate fish because it has a fishy smell. That's <laughs> not really what fish smells like. That's right. what bad fish smells like. If right. you want to smell really? something bad, okay. bad meat, bad all of our food, all of our food when it's real has a smell. Mm-hmm. We each have a smell too. So it should have a nice mild Usually we call it smell like the ocean. Right. Yep. At high tide, is that how you? Right. Say? I was going to say what, what we tide. what we say is it should it shouldn't smell like low tide, and low tide <laughs> like has a that's distinct my new smell. Too. Right here, you heard it first. <laughs> and then the, the biggest thing, and you and you putting these up at uh, chefpantone.com? Absolutely. All okay. The these are the, the, the shopping section. for seafood how to tips. Um, when in doubt, throw it out. Right. Absolutely. This Don't isn't take the kind the of food that you want to taste and go. Well, you'll notice cause some foods are safe to do that. Maybe it's just like milk. You know, it's just going bad. Ugh, no. <laughs> bad but with the you could get sick from from bad seafood absolutely yeah you can well, let's take an email from a listener again uh, what's cooking at chef pantone.com chef uh it says is it true that bananas are radioactive and if you eat too many they can kill you that just sounds crazy that can't be i love that means listen to the different kind of listeners we have right this was a uh this is Beverly. She's working on her Ph.D. at the University of Florida, and she sends this question about radioactive. She's a science major, and the answer is yes. 
Really? Bananas are radioactive. And if you eat too many, you can die. Oh, and how that's many where, do you have to come, eat? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, John, you're radioactive too. And so is Joel uh-huh. and so, is, so am I. All living organisms have some degree of radioactivity to them. Right? You have to eat 1 million bananas – or 10 million – sorry, sorry. 10 million bananas all at one sitting. And you will die. So Guaranteed. just to be clear, one million, you're okay. Right, right. <laughs> one, you're fine. Where do you get access to a million bananas? Hey, it, you have to do the science. There's a whole science behind this. So you All take right. how much, how many, and there you go. Ten million this bananas. This is just silly stuff. We're gonna uh, we're going to have our final course, our dessert, which are uh, news and events going on, things at Lincoln Culinary. We're going to do that right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Check out the all-new Duffy Sports Grill on Village Boulevard. Completely renovated with upgraded seating inside and out. And now over 90 huge True HD TVs to catch all the sports action. Check out Duffy's weekday lunch double play and enjoy a fast and tasty lunch starting at just $5.99. You pick two from a variety of savory soups, freshly prepared salads, or signature half sandwiches, all starting at just $5.99. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to check out the weekday lunch double play. Duffy'sMVP.com for a location near you. Welcome back. What's cooking Palm Beach? Uh, Chef Pantone from Lincoln Culinary Institute. Uh, John Sullivan from Guanabana's. Uh, and, and not just seafood, live music, but also now a juice bar. Yep. Modern Juice Company. Just opened about two months ago and going very well. Where is that? Uh, right on Indian Town Road, right uh, just west of the bridge in the Fisherman's Wharf Plaza, the new Fresh Market Plaza. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. things going on over there in yeah. uh, that area. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, our dessert. Uh, and by dessert, I mean, of course, our final course of the day, uh, events that are going on, Chef. Yeah, you had something going on in uh, Boca last night, right? Sure. Last night and then today, it's called the uh, Boca Raton's Wine and Food Festival. It's Boca Bacanal. And Bacanal is a, a, a nod to the Greek god of wine and festivals it's their 13th annual last night they had about 140 different wines to be tasted by the vintners and tonight's the special gourmet dinner you need to um, register very soon you have a magnificent dinner at people's uh, mansions their private residence about 325 dollars a person sounds fun and uh also the other event uh, going on right now that is happening as we speak boynton beach red hot festival today and tomorrow boynton beach red hot festival so they've paired up three red hots you have red hot peppers so all kinds of food all kinds of tastings all about burning your face off with hot peppers (laughs) and like the atomic sauce at duffy's how about that and uh, they have hot cars, and they have hot music. So it's a what about hot, hot time. women? Any hot women? It doesn't say that on. on you got here. some hot You're women at Guanabana? Get, get out there on, uh, maybe Friday night. <laughs> One or two. We've, we've had a few show up. <laughs> All right, I'll be I'll be popping by to take a look myself. All right, always something great happening at Lincoln Culinary Institute. Yes, give me a call. We've got a new class starting very very soon. Just a couple of days, right? March thirtieth. You've got a couple yeah, of classes Monday. starting. Yeah, this coming Monday. Oh, well, one eight hundred Top Chef. You can go to uh, chefpantone.com Get more info on Lincoln Culinary Institute. Uh, and uh, Chef Pantone. All right, uh, so thank you for joining us here in the What's Cooking Kitchen, Chef, your daily special next time. Next week we have Jamaican Me Crazy, a taste of Jamaican food. All right, we look forward to that. Uh, thank you, John Sullivan from Guanabanas. Oh, thank you so much. Glad to be here. Thank you, Chef Panto. We appreciate my it. pleasure. Well, Happy cooking and bon appetit. Talk to you next time. You've been listening to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. Tune in and find out what's cooking Saturdays from 1 till 2 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WJNO. If you have any questions or ideas on a topic, please email what's cooking at chefpantone.com. That's P A N T O N E. 
lincolnculinarync.com. What's Cooking Palm Beach is presented by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology, and sponsored in part by Duffy's Sports Grill. Visit duffysmvp.com for a location near you.